Welcome to the Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, also known as SWIRE. This podcast keeps SWIRE members up to date on what's new and happening in our organization. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. It is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Not a member? We still encourage you to listen. Each week, we provide you with valuable information related to the real estate industry and Southwest Iowa. Welcome to this episode of the Swire Podcast. I'm Todd Studer, and we are joined today remotely. Thank you, technology. Amy Swoboda, Executive Officer for Swire, is joining us today. And before we get to our special guest, Courtney Harder, she's the president of the Pont County Housing Trust Fund. Amy, what's the latest at Swire? What's happening? Well, I want to let people know I'm going to be out of the office. Um, the office will be closed March 14th to the 20th. I'm going to some training um, with NAR for association executives. On the 18th, the YPN group is having a um, gathering at BAM. So go get physical and um, meet some new people and do a little mingling. You can register for that online. Um, on March 23rd will be the affiliate fair at the Council Bluffs Country Club. And then the next event after that, April 11, IAR is coming out to do an RPAC tour and they'll be providing free lunch at the Hawk Center. So please get your name in for that too. I'm hoping that the training's happening someplace warm or is it locally? It's in Seattle. That's not so, much warmer. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be warm, but it'll be a change of scenery, I guess. <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> Courtney Harder is the president of the Pot County Housing Trust Fund. Thank you, Courtney, for your time. And I hope that um, we're recording remotely, actually, because um, you recently had uh, a little bit of surgery. So I hope you're feeling okay. Yes, thank you very much. Feeling good. Let's talk first about uh, who you are and a little bit about your background. What can you tell us about you? I am with the City of Council Bluffs Community Development Department, and my background is in housing and economic development specifically, mostly housing, and even further into that is affordable housing. I have spent the last 15 years working in the development and creation of new quality affordable housing through existing renovations and or creation of new new housing um, throughout Southwest Iowa. Is this field that you are in something that you set out to be a part of, or did it kind of find you? It absolutely found me through internships during college. I actually interned in the community development department in grad school. Um, I did not know this was actually something you could do for a living. And um, here I am 15 years later. Well, let's uh, run down a few things that happens with the uh, Pot County Housing Trust Fund. Uh, obviously, it, 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 the word is fund. So that means there is money involved. Where does that money come from? Yeah, so most of our money comes through the Iowa Finance Authority through the state legislature. They actually have a pot of money for housing trust funds across the state that are allocated based on population and geographical areas. So originally our housing trust fund trust fund was just for Council Bluffs. Um, but two years ago, we merged and became the Pottawatomie County Housing Trust Fund. And um, through that, we this just just this year, we were were able to grant out about four hundred and ten thousand dollars throughout the community specifically to support housing related efforts in the county for folks at or below 80 percent of the median family income. I'm guessing that probably made your days a little bit busier uh, with that expansion, right? (laughs) It sure did. Uh, It's you know, it's different because we're we're trying to find, we know that there's needs in our small communities. Absolutely. They have just the same needs 
but they're a little bit more spread out. They're a little bit um, harder to pinpoint sometimes as to where those folks lie. So it's a lot of outreach and working with our board to find individuals or developers or organizations that can assist in those communities as well. You you kind of touched on something that I was going to ask that I'm assuming that there's a lot of people that probably qualify for this program that may not even realize it. Yeah, you know, about 45% of our population in Pottawatomie County lives at or below 80% of the median family income. And for Pottawatomie County, that's about $95,000 a year, 95 and change. Um, so for a family of four, that's making about $76,000 a year. Um, I would say that many, many people don't realize that they would fall within our within our qualifications. What are some of the things that those funds can be used for? We can use them for a variety of things, as long as it's housing related. So um, the big things being renovations of existing facilities, um, down payment assistance. We provide that to some of our nonprofit partners. Um, we also do some education with our dollars. We spend a good chunk of money working with nonprofits to help give individuals assistance in emergency situations. So I can't pay my rent. We can help pay for rent. We work with, um, we don't grant to individuals specifically, typically, but through the nonprofit agencies that already exist and have those connections and um, capacity within their organization. So it sounds like then if, if there's individuals that are looking for some assistance, they need to go through the regular channels. You're just funding those other organizations. That's correct. Yes. We, we try to work with the folks that are already experts and already have the wherewithal to understand the needs of the people that they're trying to serve. Well, you talked about how, you know, over 45% of, of the houses or the households in Pot County would meet that qualification, but how, how do you see that need being met? I mean, do you, are people taking advantage of this, do you think? I think that, oh, absolutely. I think through a number of ways. We have folks that, you know, obviously the creation of affordable housing is a real problem right now. So many, many folks are not able to find quality, affordable housing. So they're either staying in their homes longer or um, they're staying with their rental unit longer, or they are really trying, they're probably porting out of the community if they need to move. So with these funds, we see, um, I, oh gosh, I wish I would have remembered the number that they gave us yesterday. We're, we're seeing several hundred people coming to our partners and asking for assistance in a variety of ways. Ideally, we would be able to create new housing opportunities that are affordable so that folks aren't paying more than they can they can afford on their rent or um, that they're able to move into something that perhaps is a little bit more sustainable for them. But in the interim, I think that the things that we're able to do for folks is instrumental into being able to them to stay in their homes or stay into where they're living. So let's talk about how some of this effect has already taken place in Pottawatomie County. Mm -hmm. Have you seen, like, it, you, you can see that uh, some of the good that you and your office are doing there? Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, you know, we, as since we've started, we've provided about $2 million back into the community. And that is through a number of different things like I talked about. So, you know, we are able to create units. For example, we have three units 
that were just created in the Cohen building project that 712 completed. So we have some units earmarked in that for affordable living for folks. We also have some units in Carson that we did something similar. So we know we're impacting individuals and we know that we're able to, um, or a great example is connections area on aging, creating ramps so people can get in and out of their homes that that sustainability. I think that it's maybe a little bit quieter than other forms of incentives or forms of grants that we're giving to people, but we know on an individual level, we're making that impact. You're on a podcast for Swire. How has uh, what you do with the Pot County Housing Trust Fund, how, how has that partnership worked with Swire? How, explain that a little bit. So Swire was amazingly generous this last year. They provided us um, some grant dollars through their golf outing. And it was about $8,000. And that goes towards our local match that we're required to have for our IFA, Iowa, West, Iowa Finance Authority match. And so it's absolutely imperative that we have these partners and Swire has been able to provide that to us. It means that we're able to maximize how much we can get for Pot County and granting out, out dollars. Well, and also this podcast is designed for members of Swire to be able to keep up to date on everything that's going on. So if there's someone listening, uh, how can they get involved with what it is that you do? So we have a volunteer board that um, rotates. So if someone is interested in serving on our board, that would always be welcome. I think the other things that we are consistently looking for is outreach into our communities, finding those those individuals that are doing unique things that create affordable housing or that impact affordable living. So if there's someone out there that says, hey, I know of this organization that's really interested in creating some new housing or some other opportunities that might exist, we would absolutely want to hear about that. Yeah. And just have the conversations to learn more and find out whether an additional partnership can take place at that point. I think that's a wonderful thing. Anything else? What are some of the other things that uh, the uh, Housing Trust Fund takes care of? So, you know, our mission is really specific into housing. um, But I so there's not a whole lot that's um, outside of that realm. But I think that um, something else that we do is we do partner with our shelters. Um, We don't want to forget our folks that perhaps do not have any housing. Um, so we have done renovations at some of our existing shelters to assist so that they have that sustainability within their organization. Well, I think that what you are doing or what the organization doing is, is uh, uh, it's not only important, but it's very much needed. I mean, Amy, you could speak to this, that, that there's just a lack of, <laughs> there's a lack of inventory houses, uh, just general housing right now in the area is down. Yeah. And this is such a wonderful benefit to be able to, I can see why Swire wants to partner here. Yeah, especially for affordable housing for the mm-hmm. um, income range you're talking about. It's very hard to find a house in that price range. Yeah, you know, you figure if you have an income of $75,000 and that's kind of, that's the top end, um, you can afford probably a $190,000 house. Um, and where is that housing in in this metro right now? It's mm-hmm. A lot of those are getting grabbed up by investors. So. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. And then they turn around and then they become rentals uh, a mm-hmm. lot of times. And uh, even with everything going up, you know, the housing market is, uh, uh, cost is increasing to purchase a home. That means likewise, cost goes up to rent a home. It just, mm-hmm. 
so what you do just becomes more and more necessary and needed in the community. And, and I'm, 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 maybe I'm putting words in your mouth here, but I think that you, you must get a lot of satisfaction out of your day doing what you do. It's incredibly rewarding. The, there's a lot of thankful folks out there and we can see how much, we can see how much of an impact it makes on their lives just knowing that they're going to be able to stay in their home or find a pl- find a new home if that's what's happening. So it's incredibly rewarding. Courtney, what other programs do you have that realtors might uh, have an interest in getting involved with? So outside of the Housing Trust Fund, I work for the City of Council Bluffs Community Development Department, and we have a couple programs that might be of interest. Um, the first one being for commercial property realtors. We have our Brownfield program that can assist in paying for site assessments. So that can be phase ones, phase twos, even asbestos surveys for properties that may be going for sale. So if you have something that or a property that there's perhaps the thought that they have something wrong with it or they just want to get it ready to go on the market, we would be able to help pay for those costs ahead for your buyer or for me for your seller, either one. Um, the other is our lead hazard reduction program. This com- this program is actually starting to wrap up. So this is if you have a buyer and they have young children in their home, um, we are able to come in and test to see if that home has lead. And if so, if they meet that 80% of the median family income, we can actually remediate the lead in the home for them so they have a lead safe house to live in. That's excellent. And actually, in a, in a former lifetime, I used to be a painting contractor, so I'm familiar with the lead issue. Yeah. So uh, essentially, <laughs> it, if the house was built before 1977, there's a chance. There is. And it, it, it may be just a really tiny amount. It could be in every stinking surface, it seems like. It just, we've had it both ways. Well, and it, it, I think it's important, too, that with this particular thing, that having a professional come in and do the testing as opposed to just getting one of those home kits and trying to do it yourself. Someone who knows what they're doing. They have been they have been trained yes. in this. And also they have been trained in how to remove uh, lead from from the facility. It's it's critical and it's it's very, very important. There's some important processes that are involved with that. And I know the state of Iowa has some training programs involved. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you've got the right person in place to be able to take care of this and everyone stay safe. Yeah, we actually work with a third party consulting firm that that's something that they specialize in. So they have it's called an XRF machine. Don't ask me what it stands for, Um, but they test every surface and then make that report of what needs to be remediated. And then we hire lead safe contractors. So actually the city takes the bulk of the work for the homeowner um, and they actually have no. Um, dollars that they have to put in to be in that program. You can also have a rental unit. So if you do have any rental units that have um, families in there that make at or below 50% of the median family income, you actually would be, they'd be eligible to, to go through the program. And then whoever the the owner of the property is would have an owner injection, but um, just something to think about. Amy, I think the information that we're gathering here today uh, is such an important reason behind why someone should hire a realtor if they're going to be selling their home because a lot of this information, just the average person who's not in the industry is not going to know about it. Right. Realtors are committed to home ownership, not just to making money. So they want to see, they want to see families get into homes. They want to see, um, you know, people save commercial buildings and and, um, remediate those buildings that need to be saved. So is there a website or anything that you have where all of this information is located? Yep. Our website is, pot 
cohtf.org. And we have all of our information on there as well as some donation options if folks were interested. We encourage uh, any members of SWIRE who would like to learn more or maybe get involved to get in touch with you and get in touch with your office and, and learn about how they can get involved. And we've we've talked about it many times on this podcast that the more involved you are on a volunteer basis in different areas, it benefits the it benefits your business at the same time. So uh, I think that this is just another great outlet. And uh, Courtney, I thank you very much for your time of, of jumping on and doing this with us today. Well, thank you, Todd and Amy. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Courtney Harder is the president of the Pot County Housing Trust Fund. Also, Amy Swoboda, executive officer of Swire, joining us today. We thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Swire podcast. And we will be out with another episode next week. Until that time, take care. <laughs>